I'm a businessman. That's number one. I'm a capitalist. I'm here to go out there and add value to people and, and make the world a better place. You got to look for an edge. You got to look for a way to differentiate yourself. And when you take ownership of something, you're going to do well in it. It's about helping others. How can I add value? How can I lead them better than when I found them? You know, whatever you do today, you don't want to waste your time doing something that's not aligned to your purpose. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloup. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is the number one, number one best in Canada living benefits insurance guru. This man got involved in this space a scant six years ago and built himself a seven-figure-a-year income. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Perry Wong. Welcome to the show, Perry. Hello. Awesome. Thank you. What a great introduction. <laughs> oh, we're known for that here on the show, my brother. So, Perry, I've known you a long time, and you and I, you know, we've got a pretty strong relationship. But the people listening to my show, these people are the men and women that believe in free enterprise, that believe in freedom, that believe in free expression. And listen to this because they want to learn from you. Okay. Yes. But before they can open themselves to you, man, they got to get to know you. So you got to tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Perry Wong? Well, you know, I was born and raised in Canada. You know, my parents were immigrants from Hong Kong, but I was born here in, uh, in Canada, born in Montreal, grew up in Calgary, moved out in Toronto back in 94. And, you know, I'm a chartered accountant, been a CA now for 28 years, you know, but I always felt, you know, hey, I got to be my own boss. So I never worked for anyone. So my last job was in a CA firm. And now I've been, uh, you know, self-employed for the last 28 years. And uh, yeah, I've been running my own business. That's all I do. I just run my own business, whether it's from the restaurant industry to electronics and all that stuff to doing insurance, which I've been doing for the last uh, 23 years now. And I found a big niche in the last six years, just found a nice niche where really no one else is doing it. And that's really uh, why I was able to make the money I am making now, because I was able to find a niche. You know, we got no competition. Well, that, able that's to powerful. So let's let's see. segue into the conversation about the niche in a second. But tell us a bit more about your history as an entrepreneur. I knew you had a restaurant and yeah. um, <laughs> I, I knew you had a, an electronic store. That's actually at the location of a restaurant that I'm going to be eating at very soon. So that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm a businessman. That's number one. I, I'm here to, uh, I'm a capitalist. I believe in <laughs> free enterprise. You know, that's what I believe in. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, I, I believe in hunting what I eat. Right. I, I'm not here for handouts. I'm not here for welfare. I'm here to go out there and add value, add, add value to people and, and, and make the better the world a better place at the end of the day, right? So with the products and services that I do, people are happier and better. That's the bottom line. That's what capitalism is all about, right? So what had you get into insurance in the first place? Because you, you you had an electronic <laughs> store before that, right? Yeah, I was, um, I mean, the restaurant business is tough. I like eating and all that, but my dad always said, you know, 
you know, just because you like eating doesn't mean you have to run a restaurant. So I had 17 locations across Ontario and you know, that was a lot of work. It was a big headache. And, you know, I didn't like the fact I had to work on the weekends and holidays. So that was off. And I was in my 20s at the time. So young and single, I didn't want to be stuck in a restaurant. So I got out of that. The Tron business was different. I did what's something a little bit controversial. I was doing what they called. Um, um, you ever heard of like direct TV dish network satellite? Yeah, 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 sure. So I was popping in the systems from the States. So I was, I was getting this channels from the States into Canada, which is a little bit on the gray side, uh, but the money was excellent. Uh, money was very good. And I knew that had a short self shelf life. So I did that for a few years. And so I figured I got to legitimize myself, right? Cause I am a CA, right? So I can't be skating on the, on the gray zone. So I figured <laughs> let's go. Into- <laughs> I guess I'm an entrepreneur. So I figured I've been legitimize myself and that's where I got into financial services, insurance, investments, and all that. Cause I am a CA. I do like money. I do like wealth management. So I did that in 1999. So there's a lot of people who are in the insurance field, right? There's a lot of people who sell insurance. (laughs) There's not a whole lot of people who make seven figures a year doing it. So what I want to really understand, and I'd like to delve into that, is what do you believe allowed you to take your business from good to great? Yeah, I mean, if you ever look at any angle that I've done, it's always about finding a competitive edge, right? So even in electronics, though, right? I wasn't selling TV. Sure, I sold TVs, but it wasn't in my business. I wasn't trying to compete against Future Shop and Best Buy and all those guys, right? I mean, you, you, you can't do it. You can't even compete against Costco, right? Like, how do you compete against Costco, right? So that, that, that market is saturated. That wasn't what I did. I was very focused. I was using, I was doing the satellites from the United States, right? And bringing it into Canada, right? Very unique, very different. And no one else is doing it at the time, right? But I knew later on someone would eventually do it. And that's why I knew it had a short shelf life. Yeah. And it's always trying to find that angle. So when I did the insurance in the financial field, there wasn't much of an angle there, honestly, because there's a lot of life advisors, there's a lot of people in the insurance industry, there's a lot of people in the ins- in the wealth industry, but it pays well. It does pay well. So I had a good, I made a good living out of it. I made a very good living as a financial advisor, nothing wrong with that, but I wasn't making crazy money yeah. uh, getting into that half a million range or more. And, and it's difficult to do that. In the insurance industry. It's possible. There's people that do that, obviously, but the majority of advisors are not in that sector. You know, they make six figures, but not crazy six figures. So you have to find a competitive edge. And that's where, you know, six years ago, I realized what's missing in the industry is living benefits. And that's where I became a living benefit guru because really other advisors were more focused on that death insurance, you no know, life insurance that pays you when you're dead. I decided, hey, wait a moment, we got to focus on living. We're living longer lives. We're not dying anytime soon, right? Sure, you might get Ovid or whatever, but we're surviving it, right? whatever you want to call it. We're surviving that, right? So we're not dying from it. And so as a result of that, we need living benefits. We need benefits that pay us when we're alive, but we could get injured, we could get sick. And that's the angle that I've used. And that's what I've been doing for the last six years. And, and then really, that's how I propelled my income to, to the level that you stated. And I cracked that number in two years. It took me only, in my second year, I cracked that number. So uh, I went very quickly up because I found that competitive edge. I found something unique. I found something different. And that gave me the competitive advantage that no one else has. Supply and need, that's- no competition, good value. You got yourself a good business. So here's the deal, right? Like, I think that's a very important point for my listener to like really grasp you got to have a competitive edge. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about in terms of a personal brand, right? You can't yeah. be stuck in that sea of sameness, just like everybody else. You can't exactly. be like, I give good service. You know, I, I really care. All that same old BS that everybody says. you got to no. have something <laughs> new, real, real unique differentiator. And that's the competitive edge that you're talking about, right? So you've always, throughout your career, been able to succeed 
because you haven't been content to just be another guy doing what every other guy does. You had to be unique. You had to have that competitive edge. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. And you always got to think about angles that no one else is doing, but you got to su supply a need. Though. There has to be a need, right? And if you can supply that need, you're going to do very well. Like going back to my electronic side, right? There was a need for better TV, better content, better channels, better all that wonderful stuff because Canadian content, you know, isn't greatest at the time, right? So, oh, you know, to be able to get that US content in Canada, uh, that was my competitive edge. And that's why I did very well in that business. And then now with insurance, I couldn't find that competitive edge because Everyone's a life agent, everyone's selling investments. I mean, that, that market is saturated. It was only in the last six years that I was able to find that competitive edge. I've been looking for that edge. I was looking for that edge. And that's the key, right? Is in business, you, you do what you gotta do, you make the money, but you, you gotta look for an edge. You gotta look for a way to differentiate yourself. And that's where I found six years ago, that edge of living benefits. So yeah, you can't do what everyone else is doing. I really appreciate you saying that because it's reminding me that that's important for all of us to do. It's important for me to do. I got to be showing myself my competitive edge. I got to sell myself on my competitive edge. Then I got to sell other people on my competitive edge. So, so you, you found a competitive edge that allowed you to take it to the next level. Well, what are the other things that allowed you to win, to go from six figures to seven figures in under two years? Uh, definitely focus, 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 right? I mean, you, once you got that edge, once you figured out something, you hit it hard, right? And I knew that I had to capture market share. I knew that this was an opportunity, right? I mean, look, I, I'm not young anymore. I used to be, right? But, you know, when you find something and you know something's going to hit you hard, you hit it hard, right? You don't mess around. You don't lay back and take a holiday. I mean, you hit it hard. So I've been working nonstop last six years and people say, why are you doing that? Because I need to take this to a whole new level, right? I mean, it's not easy to find something that's unique. It's not easy to find something that everyone needs, but no one's selling it, right? That's a pretty hard combination. Very difficult. More competition, massive need. And if you find that, run with it because it may not come back anymore. You know what I mean? So, so if you got an opportunity to go, you go for it, right? What is it? You strike when the iron's hot. So right now, here's the opportunity. You run with it. And, and that's the key. You can't sit back. You can't lay back. You know, it's like, you know, we all see hockey games, right? If you're winning, you're winning. You keep it harder. You don't lay back. You go back. You're going to lose the game, right? You start taking it easy. Someone else is going to come in and start scoring goals. You're done. No, you got to go in there. You got to kill it. And, and you got to dominate. And, and, and really, it's about taking ownership. If, if that's really the key is I took ownership of the business. Whatever, whatever you do, you have to take ownership. And when you take ownership of something, you're going to do well in it. And it's not just business, right? You could do, you got to take ownership in your, in your health. You got to take ownership in your business. You got to take business ownership in your relationships, right? Relationship with your parents or your family or your wife or your kids relationship or spirituality too, right? So there's different areas in our life where we just got to take ownership. And when you take ownership, you do well. I use an analogy of, you know, a lot of times people, you know, you rent a car. Do you give a crap about the car? No, you put junk in the back seat. It's all dirty. No big deal. It's your rental. Who cares, right? But if it's your own car, you're not going to put crap in the back seat. You're going to take care of it, right? So when you take ownership, you take care of something, you value it. You don't rent. And, and in many aspects in our lives, we look at where we rent and where do we take ownership. And that's where you can differentiate where you're successful and where you're not successful. So that's all you got to do. Look at where you're weakened and say, hey, am I taking ownership? Or my renting? Where in my life my renting? Where in my life my taking ownership? No, I really That's like this. And and so, you and I are writing a book together, right? And <laughs> we're not That's ready right. to talk about the title yet. We're going to tease people with it, but it's That's all right. around how to create a million dollar a year income, right? Because Absolutely. you've done that, right? I've written some books, so we thought we had yeah. some good synergy to come together, and and we've got a great man 
who's going to be doing a nice forward for us, a, a, you know, a right. well-known person in the world. So we're excited about that as well. So <laughs> the key great. elements we're talking about here is one, you got to have that competitive edge. You got to have an angle. You got to stand out somehow. We talk about this, be sought after, stand out. Don't be like everybody else. Focus, hit it hard, go, go, go. And then take ownership, be an owner. Don't be a renter of your success, right? Because if you're yeah. an owner, you're going to win. You're going to move it forward. So these three things are extremely powerful. But you also talked about some of the teachings of a very great man, a very famous man at one point in time who's now passed away. And many of the younger generation don't know him. But back in the day, this man was known as a businessman. He was known as a philanthropist. He was known as a success and motivational author and speaker. We're talking about the great, late, great W. Clement Stone, right? right. W. Clement Stone had a three-step success process. Terry, I think it's very valuable for you to go through that three-step success process as well. Right. So you say he calls them the ingredients of success. Ingredient. There's three ingredients of success. So I use an angle like, you know, if you want to build a rocket ship, right? There's certain ingredients to make a rocket ship, right? So if you're missing the engine, that rocket ship ain't going up, right? So you need an, you need an engine. That's a key ingredient of success. So what William Clement Stone did was he wrote a book. I mean, I recommend everyone to read this. But it's called the, the Success System That Never Fails. The Success System That Never Fails. Great book by William Clement Stone. The man was born. I'll give you a bit of his background before I talk about the three key ingredients of success so you understand how powerful and how great this individual is. He was born in 1902 and he lived 100 years. 100 years, my God. 1902, passed away in 2002. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1980. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know too many people, there it is, there's a successful positive mental ads, right? He wrote that book too. So he's written many books. He's a major writer. And like I said, Nobel Peace Prize nominee in 1980. So that's pretty impressive, right? But the guy made a ton of money in the insurance industry. And he also, you know, he also gave away a lot of money too. So he's an extremely generous man. But he came up with a principle called PMA, positive mental attitude, you know, always be positive. So a lot of times when, when you see a lot of these big, successful motivational speakers and all that, we were going out there, like for example, Tony Robbins, great guy, Tony Robbins, right? I saw him down in Chicago for the, what, I think three or four nights. I think it was four nights, I forget. But it was three more days I walked on the fire, did the fire walk. With yeah, Tony, yeah, right? yeah, I did that too. It's fun. Exactly. Awesome. Recommend everyone. You got to go walk with uh, Tony, right? He's the best. So I'm there at the stadium. These are 10,000 people going crazy. There's Tony Robbins, you know, going here. And I said to myself, this is what resonated with me. I said, wow, William Clement Stone did all this. This is where it all came from. Right? So, so I'm not saying Tony's a, he didn't invent that. Tony just took what William Clement Stone did and took it to a whole new level. Right. And that's the whole point. Right. I mean, it's just, it was, I felt proud to know that this guy, William Clement Stone, you know, did that. It was pretty interesting because he really is the granddaddy of PMA, positive mental attitude and all that stuff. So all that pretty cool stuff. Like Think and Grow Rich too. He's really big with Napoleon Hill. Huge, I'm sure you guys all read Napoleon Hill. Great yeah. book. Highly recommend that. They were best bros. Like they were like tight. Yeah, yeah. this book that I just showed you here, Success Through Positive Mental Attitude, right? This is Napoleon, oh, Napoleon Hill, Hill with W. Clement Stone. So it was a co-written book. So That's those, right. th those guys were, were, very were thick as thieves, as they say. <laughs> Yeah. So the Napoleon Hill, they're tight, like really big, like, like they're best friends. So, you know, Think and Grow Rich, you know, everyone knows that book. It's an awesome book. You got to read it. Uh, totally. the stone, um, he was, you know, he, he, he was a part of that. So, you know, that's big. So let's go to the three success system, uh, the three uh, ingredients of success. Yes. The first one is called inspiration to action, inspiration to action. What inspires you to act? 
what motivates you to act, right? Does that make sense? Like if, if, if I tell you to go do that work and you don't want to do it, you're not motivated, you're not going to do it. I mean, like, yeah, I would say you could take a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? So at the end of the day, what inspires you to act? You've got to have a big why. And if you don't have a big why, you're not going to get there, right? Like why do I work seven days a week and put in 12, 14 hour days? Because my why is very big. I mean, initially my why was to, you know, hey, make tons of money, which I did very quickly within two years. I told you, I hit the big numbers. Now it's a little bit different because it's six years now. My why is about helping others make the big money. It's a different level playing, right? Initially, I got to make sure my family and myself are taken care of, right? Yeah. Now I'm in a little bit higher level where I want to make sure others are taken care of because that inspires me now, right? That yes. gets me excited. When I see, like, I just did a deal right now. One of my reps, I made her about 3000 bucks. Great. She's happy. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I think I'm more excited than she is because I just <laughs> like the fact that I was able to help this, 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 this rep of mine. She's a brand new rep and she was able to make three grand with my help. And, and that, that, that to me is like, wow, that, that gets me excited. That really turns me on. So to see others succeed, see other win, uh, that's my why now. And you got to have a big inspirational why. Uh, and if you don't have that, you know what, you go to your comfort zone. Because in order for you to be inspired to take action, you got to be uncomfortable, right? You got to be uncomfortable. It's not comfortable doing, you know, working long hours and, and, and doing what you got to do. It's comfortable sitting at home watching Netflix eating potato chips. That's my comfort zone. So, you know, Nikki knows that he's trying to get me to lose 20 pounds. But the point though is, you know, I got to get away from my comfort zone and be uncomfortable, right? And sitting in the gym and all that. So that's just an example of, of you know, Perry in his comfort zone of health where I got to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> I got to get out of that comfort zone of sitting on my ass, be motivated to get off the couch and hit the gym and eat properly, right? So you got to have that motivation to act, right? And if you don't have the proper motivation, you're not gonna, you're not gonna act, right? So number two is know-how. Know-how is knowledge. What do you need to do, right? Knowledge, right? Do you have the knowledge to do it? And you can read books, you can study, you know, that, that's awesome. So knowledge is important, obviously, because if you don't know knowledge, you can't do it. That makes sense. Number three, though, is activity knowledge. Number three is taking what you know and putting it into activity, like taking action. Like, yeah, I know how to do this, but I'm not taking action, right? So we use Perry's health, for example. I can lose 20 pounds. You know, I'm not the healthiest guy out there. You know, my inspiration action, it's getting better. Nikki's <laughs> <laughs> helping with the inspiration, right? I got to be inspired. You know, Perry, you don't want to be a fat guy and get a heart attack. You know, Perry, you want, you, you know, you don't want your daughter to see a big fat dude. You know, it's not good. You know, all that stuff, right? People don't like fat people, right? You know, all that stuff, right? So I got to be inspired. I got to be inspired to act, right? There's got to be the motivation. I, I'm working on that. I'm not perfect on it. I got to work on that. Noah, well, come on. I know how I don't eat potato chips, work out, go to the gym, eat healthy, don't take away sugar. That's obvious. We know the know-how. So I, I think I know the know-how. But, you know, activity knowledge, taking activity, <laughs> that's a little bit tough for me too. So that's where I'm failing. That's why I'm not successful in my health because I'm not taking the right, I'm not motivated as much and I, I need to increase my motivation to act and I need to improve my activity. Yeah. Know-how, I know the know-how, but the activity I do. So those two. Now, if you look at my business, right? Yeah, I mean, man, I'm motivated. I, I know knowledge, I Inside out, I know the knowledge for sure. And then the third one is activity. Yeah, I, I work my ass off. So, you know, I'm doing all three, 10 out of 10. And that's why my business is a 10 out of 10. My health ain't a 10 out of 10. And that's where you need. So you got to look at all aspects of your life, really, and, and figure out where you're at in those three areas. And if you want to be successful, you got to have a, you know, you got to build where your weaknesses are and figure out where they are and move, move up on those. That's all. That's, be that, that's beautiful. I really like that. Those three ingredients of success 
are very, very, very powerful. It's simple. So, yeah. So we've come up with, you know, what you got to do, which is you got to have that competitive edge. Okay. Uh, yeah. You got, you got to be focused. You got to take ownership. Then you got to take the three ingredients of success and you got to apply them. Okay. So you got those, you got those things in place, right? The other thing that you got to do, we were talking about that is you got to like, you got to connect with people. You got to, you got to, you got to use your connections. You got to use your network. You got to be talking to people. Say more about that and why that's so important for success. Well, gee, I mean, it's kind of hard to be a successful business person if no one knows what your business is, right? It's kind of hard to be successful, like, if you don't go out there and get it. I mean, even, I, I mean, we can talk about business, but even on your personal level, you, you want to go out and, and, and find the right person, you got to be out there, right? If you're not out there, you're not going to meet the right person. Or, if you stay yeah. at home, you ain't going to meet anyone, right? So you got to be out there. You got to network. You got to get out there. And and you got to be, if you're not out there, you're not and that's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a people type person. You kind of see I'm a little bit energetic, uh, high energy, kind of like, like, like Nikki here. And, and we're, we're out there. And, and that's key to business, too, is, is just being out there, talking to people and, and getting to know people. But, you know, I, and I know Nikki believes this, too, and I believe it, too. It's about paying it forward, too, right? When you meet people, it's not about just me, 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 me. It's about helping others. And, and I actually go out of my way, and Nikki does this, too. We're both very generous people. We, we go out of our way to help others. It's not about, like, what's in it for me? What's it? No, no, no. My, like, that guy just being nasty, <laughs> being selfish. What's in it for them? Like, like, what can we do to help their lives? How can I add value? How can I leave them better than when I found them? That's really a principle that I live by is when I meet people or do something, I want to make sure I leave them better than when I first find them. Meaning that I want to be yeah, leave them better than you found them. It's very powerful, very important. Right. And, and that's a mindset I think people need to believe in because when you pay it forward, it's not just a lie, pay it forward. That's nonsense. It's, you got to live by it. You got to be able to be generous and give, 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 give. Because I read that in in, a, in, a, in in the past. Obviously, I read many books in the past about you know how to be successful and all that. But one of the things I learned is to be successful, you got to pay it forward. You got to like give, give, give it. And it's true. When you give, you get so much back, so much, so much back. So you know, knowing people, paying it forward, being good to people, helping people out. I mean, so many times people say, "Oh, I want my business to grow." I go, well, "What have you done for them? What do you mean?" Well. You want that guy to buy something off you, but what have you done for him? What have you what have you done to help him out? How about you all the time? Something I you got to think about them too, you know. But can you do to add value to their life? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very important. That's super, super important. You know, um one of the things that I really, really admire about you is how you take an interest in making sure all the people that you come into contact with win. If they're on your team, you want them to make the sales. Right. If they're not on your team yet, you want to open their eyes to new opportunities. <laughs> I love that about you. I think that's a fantastic thing. You know, I, I myself share a similar uh, outlook on life. I want to help people. If they're my client, I obviously want to help them win in a big way. If they're not my client, I still want to help them win in a big way. Anything that helps another person be more successful to me is important. You know, you and I uh, got to know each other a little bit more when we were doing men's work together. And one of the key things that I did was I, I enrolled a lot of men and I brought him into, into the space, right? And people would always ask me, how do you do it? I go, well, I'm not trying to do it because I, I want enrollment numbers. I'm trying to do it because I'm looking for a man who needs help. I'm looking for a man whose life is, is not where he wants it to be. And I'm here to show him how he can make it better. And if he says no, I don't take it personally. You know, I like saying, no, hey, it's not for him. It's all good. And when, when dudes know that I'm not, trying to force them to do something against their will, right? Because a lot of people, I'm going to force you, I'm going to push you, I'm going to make that happen. Then they go, okay, this guy actually gives a good gosh darn about me. 
And that's yeah. what makes them go, wow, okay, then maybe this is real. It opens their mind. It makes them look at the opportunity differently. I know that's what you're like too. That's why you've been able to add, what, 200 people are in your team? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, impacting lives like that is is priceless, right? To be able to to help people, you know, achieve financial success is is priceless. And that's where I'm at now, where I'm just out to try to help people as much as I can. I mean, it's beyond the money now because I've achieved that, right? I've achieved that part. It's it's beyond that. It's just about helping others achieve the money. Because I'll be honest, I like traveling a lot. If I get any chance to get out of the country and travel and sit on the beach, I will. But the point is, I want to sit on the beach with friends and family, right? I want to be on the beach with tons of people. Well, I, I'm a social guy, right? So I just don't want to travel by myself. I like to travel in groups and hordes. Uh, so, I mean, if I can get as many people, you know, financially successful, where we can all go on a trip, like for my birthday, uh, you know, on my cruise, I had 30, 30, over 35 people on my, on a cruise boat, you know, celebrating my birthday once. And it was great, you know, because awesome. it, it's fun to celebrate. But I want to mention about that, that men's group program. Like you, you need a coach, you need people, you need to be in a group where I think an environment, which really induces uh, success. And that was a big part of the success that I had was, 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 was the work that Nikki and I uh, first met each other in, 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 in those, in those seven men's group where, where we're able to go out and, and, and be, be men, be, be, be able to, you know, open up and, 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 and discuss things and, and have an open conversation where we can expand ourselves and learn and become a better person. That's the bottom line is to add value and be a better person. And those groups are, are very important. I, I think that's mandatory. I mean, if I had to mention one reason why my success is, it's from that, honestly. That is the truth yeah, of the matter. That, that's incredible. So we, we, we've got having a competitive edge, very important. We've got having focus. We've got, you know, on, on, on top of that, uh, we've got, um, so we had competitive edge focus, man. I just lost <laughs> it for a second. What was that other thing? Ownership. Ownership versus <laughs> ownership. Thank you. Jesus. Don't be a answer. Don't so I got to take more ownership of remembering these competitive edge focus ownership, three ingredients of success, super important, pay it forward, be generous, right? Be someone who's humble and is learning and be about helping other people. So we got up to, to, to eight over there, right? Like, like that's important. And then you can't do it alone. You cannot yeah. do it alone. You got to have coaches, mentors, groups. Yeah. You got to be that's part cool. of an opportunity. And then, you know, it's also very important, I think you said, to be in the right opportunity at the right time. So if you're like in, in, in the industry that I've been in, right? Like you're a life coach. You and I were talking about this. That's the worst thing to call yourself in the world. I'm a life coach. Oh my God, I'm a life coach. Come and hire me. Oh my God, like, no, no one's gonna hire you if you're a life coach. You're like, that, that, what does that mean? You coach people about life? Well, I know how to live, I'm alive, thanks. You know what I'm saying, right? But if instead of saying I'm a life coach, I am, uh, I'm an advisor who specializes in working with insurance advisors in the living benefits space. And that's powerful because then living benefits advisors go, really, how do you specialize in helping us? Will I really help you do what you need to do in order to increase your income from 50 to 200% in a single year? Then they'll go, really? Okay, that's interesting and exciting versus I'm a life coach or I'm an insurance agent. I'm an insurance agent. I sell insurance. Oh yeah, everybody loves to hear that, right? I sell insurance. But yeah. no, but if you say instead, you know what, what I do is I help protect families' incomes. So when the inevitable accidents and sicknesses of life happen, God forbid, you're not left without an income. You're not left hurting in the hospital and worried sick because you can't take pay your bills. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't take care of your family, right? 
Well, you got to take care of number one. I mean, life insurance only doesn't even pay you. Life insurance pays someone else. Death so insurance. My question is real no simple. Life insurance, it's death insurance. Right, it's death insurance. Right. It's like I don't eat squid. I eat calamari. I don't eat snails. I eat escargot, and I don't eat baby cow. I eat veal. Right. So I mean, like we don't sell death insurance. We sell life insurance. Uh, right. So the bottom line is, you know, they just give it a nicer name, right? But the point is, that's down the road. We need to talk about what's happening right now, right? We got to take care. I, I call it the foundation, right? If you're going to have a strong foundation, I remember I'm a CA, right? So as a CA, I always talk about finances and all that, right? Wealth management. And I always say to myself, the foundation of any strong financial household, right? Because you need a foundation to have a strong financial house, right? So what's the foundation? The foundation is living benefits. Because if you don't have living benefits, one accident, one sickness can what? Well, you're going to have to type in your savings, your investments, your savings and investments are gone because you got to pay bills, right? We all got to pay bills. Then if you don't have more savings and investments, you got to incur more debt. You got to borrow money. So now you got lots of debt and no savings. You're not going to retire. We all want to retire, right? I mean, who doesn't want to retire, right? So in order to protect your retirement, you got to protect your ability to pay your bills, which is living benefits. Because living benefits supports that house, a strong financial house where you need in savings and investments to retire. You need to have no debt to retire. Yes, in order to retire, you got to have no debt and lots of savings. And you got to be able to pay your bills. That's the bottom line. So that's what it is. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's true. And you see, what I like about what, what you have to say is that it's differentiated. So there's the competitive edge, but it's differentiated. It's about something people can use. So I got into it because I know, you know, Paul Sobel, he's my sponsor in the men's work. And he got into the work. He called me, he says, look, you got to buy a policy for me. And I'm like, oh, crap. I got to buy a policy for you. Okay. All right. So, well, fine. I'll buy a policy from you. And then he goes, okay, just get the accident one. And all right, I'll get the accident one. You know, because I said, look, man, I'm healthy as a horse. What do I need sickness for? And this was pre-COVID yeah. days before I got course, COVID. Yeah. Like, and guess crap. what happens? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got COVID and all that BS. But so I cut my hand. I mean, you, you can't see the scar very much right now. But I showed you the scar originally. It was a pretty nasty looking scar. I almost like lost use of my finger. I, I nicked the tendon one millimeter to the to the other side, and my 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 finger would have never worked properly again. So I went to the hospital. I got stitches in it. I wasn't able to work for a couple of weeks. Boom! Yeah. I got a check just shy of five grand for that. You know, yeah. five grand. I mean, it's not chump change. That's money. That's real money for me and my family. I'm able to use that to defray some expenses, defray some bills. And yeah. that I was very grateful that, that that became possible for me. And now, like I'm an evangelist, so I started telling all the men. You and I are part of part of this other men's thing, right? I was telling the men, "Look, man, look at my finger, look at my check, right?" And then one of the men immediately like text messages you back, right? Ryan, he goes, "Hey, Perry, we got to meet." I'm like, "Damn, look yeah. at that!" Just like that, my little injury got a smell. And the funny part is, Nikki, you, you didn't plan on getting an accident, right? You didn't put in your daytime. You didn't pull your phone and say, today's the day I'm going to trip and fall and nearly bash my hand open, right? I mean, no, it wasn't planned. It was inconvenient, right? It was, it was definitely not convenient, I was, right? I was speaking on stage that day. Right. Let me think so, about that. I'm up on too. stage, throbbing finger, trying to be excited when I'm in pain, like unbelievable. I couldn't take pills to numb the pain because then I'd have no energy to do my job, right? Yeah. It's not planned, right? And that's what I love, right? I had one client, the guy goes, you know, I was going to Jamaica, my whole family, and I broke my leg and I had to cancel no trip. So I asked him a stupid question. I said, well, that's kind of stupid. I said, why didn't you break your leg after Jamaica? I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't <laughs> break my leg before the Jamaica trip, right? I, why would you want to piss off your wife and your kids? I mean, they have to stay home now. I, you should have went to Jamaica. And then when you got back, then break your leg. <laughs> He's looking at me like, 
Yeah, I get your point. I got it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't plan on it. You know, I had one guy, they go to me, they go like, oh, well, I never get into accidents, so I don't need it. I go, I'm not here to protect your past, the past, the past. I'm here to protect your future, right? I mean, that's the key, right? I mean, it's like yesterday's newspaper. Let's not talk about yesterday's newspaper. Let's talk about what's happening in the future. The future is happening. Pure and simple. Right? So, anyway, enough about that nonsense. You know, the bottom line is I'm hoping your, your listeners, you know, they, they want to be inspired. I hope them to, to go out there and achieve their dreams and, and go out there and kick ass. Right. I mean, that's what I want people to do. I want people to be successful, whatever endeavor they do. And I hope uh, we add some value here on that because people we, need to go out there a ton and, of value. and do it. People we need to go out there and make a decision. Right. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Right. Making a decision. I made a decision to do this living benefits. Living benefits, people go, oh, I know, but no, I made a decision six years ago to do it. I dropped a lot of things to do it and I focused on it. So life is also about making those decisions too, right? So, so I hope your listeners make a decision to do something, make a decision to whatever it is in their life to go out there and just hit it hard, right? Like me, I need to make a decision to stop eating potato chips and, and, and getting off of Netflix and, and, and go to the gym and eating healthy and exercise, right? These are the decisions I need to make on my health side, which I'm not doing good at, to be honest, right? And, or whatever. And I, like I said, there's four aspects in your life that we all need to look at, you know, business, uh, relationships, health, and spirituality, right? So these are the four areas that need to fire properly in your life. Not just about money, right? No, it, it can't just be about money. And if, and, and if it is all just about money, you're, you're going to be somebody nobody's going to want to be around. That's the truth. Nobody That's wants it. to be around somebody who's me focused and, and only money focused. The money's very important. I believe in money. You got to make money. I'm a capitalist like you. You know, it's it's super, super important. And, <laughs> and, and, and all those things matter. But on top of that, you've got to be somebody who lives, you know, a full stack life. You got to be somebody who cares about your fellow man and woman. You got to care about the people that are close to you because if you don't, you're going to lose them all anyways. And, and your health's important. If you're not healthy, you can't make money. Quite frankly, you're going to lose the ability. There'll be a point where your body will give in and you don't yeah. want to just go, oh crap, I got to lay in bed for the next two years or whatever the heck it happens yeah. to be just because you didn't take care of your health and absolutely spirituality. You got to have a relationship with, with your creator and with your maker. You got to have a purpose in life. All those things are super, super important, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so Perry, um, for someone to be successful, right? You've, you've outlined the steps and I think we can use some of these steps in, in formulating the chapters for the book you and I are going to write. So this was a useful <laughs> interview from that perspective as well. I think it's good. I give now, it all away. We want them to read the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well listen, we, we've just gone into a very surface level. We're going to go deeper in the book and we're going to add things that we didn't talk about today as well. That's right. But absolutely. But here's the other thing. You do seminars where you teach people these principles and these seminars are open to any sales professional, right? Basically, right. you want to talk to anyone who's in sales, who's interested in making a seven-figure-a-year income, even if they just want to make a six-figure-a-year income, if they can't wrap their head around that or add six figures if they're already making a six-figure. Yeah, let's say add. I don't add want to scare six figures. Away. Let's not get too carried away with seven figures yet. You know, not everybody's Perry Wong, right? But let's right. say you, you want to add six figures in 2022 to your business. And I think everyone listening to this podcast wants to add at least six figures to their business, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. They're all entrepreneurs. They want to add at least six figures to their net income in their pocket, bare minimum, right? So you teach these principles and you do it in an environment that lets people see that it's possible, get past their own doubt, right? 
let's talk a little bit about doubt before we wrap up because you know we know that doubt can really really be a monster a killer right yeah you know doubt kills the warrior right we all know that right doubt kills the warrior and, and you're the warrior and if you doubt yourself you're done i mean if we go back to the old days of ancient battle right let's say nikki and i are, are are warriors and we're fighting and all of a sudden perry here is doubting you know i don't know what's going on here meanwhile nikki's charging the hill and he's all by himself <laughs> because perry doubted himself and he's running that way right so doubt <laughs> kills the warrior it also kills nikki but the process but the point though is you know we we can't we can't have doubt don't just doesn't work and and that's why you know people gotta make a decision and i'm not saying every decision you make is right or wrong uh it's gonna be perfect right i'm not saying that i've made many bad decisions trust me yeah i'm, I'm sure nikki has too right we've all made bad decisions the question though is make the decision re review it analyze it but then decide what you want to do next right but the point is make a decision right yes yes or no yeah. get off the clock you know I think that's important too for us to say because if you don't you know um napoleon hill when he met andrew carnegie right and got himself started on the journey of writing think and grow rich right he was he was a young journalist he was given the assignment to interview him three hours was what he'd allotted to to him after the three hours were over andrew carnegie said wow i like you young man how'd you like to spend the next three days with me you know, we'll spend some time, get to know each other better. And obviously that kid said, yeah, there was the richest man in the world who wants to spend three days with me. You got it, man. I'll, I'll clear my schedule, right? So yeah. he did that. And at, at the end of the three days, Andrew Carnegie goes to Napoleon Hill. and He goes, hey, listen, I have a proposition for you. And I think that this is going to be something that will really, really excite you. He said, I propose that you take my philosophy of success and that you write it down. You research it and you write it down in the form of a book that people can read and understand and apply. It's going to probably take you 20 years to do it. I will write you letters of introduction to the 500 most successful people in the United States. I will not pay you a stipend. So you're on your own. You got to make your own money. Um, but I will make it possible for you to do this. So what do you say? Would you like to do this? And then Napoleon Hill sat there and thought about it. And then 31 seconds later, he said, okay, I'll do it. And unbeknownst to him, Andrew Carnegie had a watch underneath the table that he was looking at the second hand. He'd given him one minute to make up his mind. And if he hadn't made up his mind within a minute, he was going to withdraw the offer. Now, why did he say that? He said to Napoleon Hill years later, the most successful people decide quickly. They don't dilly dally. They don't know. Oh, I got to think about it. that. So if you're thinking about it, you're either being a dishonorable no, right? You really mean no, and but you don't have the guts to say no to the person that's dishonorable if you really mean no just say no people can handle it people can take it it's not a big deal you can take it even if they can't handle it even if they can't take it have the balls or the ovaries to be able to stay in front of them not taking it and say i don't want to that'll make you a stronger person right but the other thing is if you say you, you have to think about it and you really haven't made up your mind then that's that's weak that means you've got all the facts but you haven't got the courage to follow through on what you know, you know, is correct one way or another. It's either a yes or a no. So Napoleon Hill learned from Andrew Carnegie that the, the most successful people decided quickly. Now, their implementation of the decision took time. They did it in a methodical way. They made sure it was done properly and it wasn't just half-assed like that, right? But the decision was boom, like that. And if you want to make an extra six figures this year, Boom, like that has got to be your decision to say, I'm going to make an extra six figures this year. Now, what you do to implement it and all that, that may take you longer. But decide, listening to this, like Perry's saying, right? 
Decide today that you're going to make an extra six figures this year. Decide that right now. Write it down. You know, send me an email note, right? Send Perry a note. Say, I've decided to do this. And then start to implement some of the things that Perry's talked about here today, because what you've said, Perry, I think is so bang on. I've learned from this. I'm going to be like having notes from this that I'm going to use to take my own business to another level. I'm planning on adding at least a quarter million extra this year over and above last year to my business. And for me to do that, it's important to do some of the things you talked about. I really appreciate you bringing them to my attention today, man. Thank you so much. It's really, really been terrific. Yeah, my pleasure. No, it's awesome. It's it's good, good value. It's good information. And, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to make a decision to do it, right? Just go take action and and make it happen, right? A lot of times people just lallygag and doubt. And, you know, I think a lot of times people just got to realize, you know, if you're going to make a decision, you might not have a choice, right? I mean, you got to burn the bridges sometimes, right? And you got to understand that, you know, to me, financial freedom is very important. Why? Because I believe everyone wants to buy a house. I believe everyone wants to enjoy certain things. If you're looking to buy a house, you need to make a certain level of income. If you're making less than a hundred grand, for example, good luck trying to get a house, especially in Toronto, right? So once you realize that you want to get a house and that's your decision, then you got to figure out a way to make that hundred K plus, right? You got to get out there and make some money. And just saying, well, I want to buy a house and doing nothing about it is like, well, that's great. We all want to buy a house, but what are you going to do about it, right? How are you making the money? And you think, well, I got some JLB job, jump out of bed, journey of bondage, jackass at a boss, it's just over broke situation. We're working in some JLB job, making 40, 50K a year. And they're saying, well, I'm going to buy a house. Well, it's not going to happen. It's like a hamster in a wheel. Let's keep on circling and trying to get out. It's, it's insanity. It doesn't work. You got to realize that, you know, your current situation is, am I able to buy that house? Am I able to get that 100K or whatever? And if you're not making the money, then you got to do something about it. And that's how you make decisions, really. You got to say, this is what I want, what I need to do to do it. And if you, if what you're doing right now isn't towards that, then you're wasting your time, right? I think we know this too, this principle where, you know, whatever you do today, it should be towards and guided towards your principles, right? To your purpose, right? You don't want to waste your time doing something that's not aligned to your purpose in life, right? You want to be able to be aligned to that purpose. And, and any deviation of that is a waste of time. So just focus, focus, focus and achieving your purpose, whatever that is. Very true. I got to tell you, this has been a really powerful interview and I want to do a lot more interviews like this, which are practical and focused yeah. on results and success. And I think for me, that's what I want to bring forward. I'm, I'm glad we did this. We're going to do this again, Perry. We're going to do a few more yeah. interviews like this. I think as we write out the chapters in the book, one of the things we can do is we're ready to put it out is we'll record these interviews. We'll release the book and then we'll have a chapter at a time that we release as an episode too, as a way to push this forward. And we'll go be on other shows. So I'm going to get you on some other shows. I'll get myself on some other shows, you know, and, and, and that's super, super important. And it's going to make it happen uh, for what we're trying to do in the world, because listen, we want to, we want to make the world safe for capitalism. Right. And the way to do that is to show more people how to win at capitalism Winning in capitalism means making money. Seven figures is the gold standard in capitalism. You make seven figures, you're in the gold standard of capitalism. So I got a vision, man, that, you know, I want a billion people to become millionaires in the world. A billion millionaires. Hashtag billion millionaires. And then, hey, let's have a million people become billionaires. Because right now there's about 5,000 billionaires in the world. Let's go up to a million billionaires. Let's have people that today are not billionaires become that. And the way we do that is by teaching them good education, good inspiration, good excitement. Um, so, Perry, if people want to get a hold of you, find out more about 
your seminars, find out more about your products and living benefits. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you or or get into your your information and your seminars and all that? Yeah, look, I mean, you give me a call, my number, 416-999-7011, or just email me at perry at perrywong.ca. That's it, perry at perrywong.ca. So I got to tell you, who hands out their phone number on these shows? Nobody. That's super generous of you, Perry. I mean, a man making seven figures is willing to take a call from somebody. So folks, you got to understand, this is a big deal. You're like, you're going to be talking to an actual multimillionaire, and he's giving you his phone number and email address. And like, if you want to make that extra 100K, and you you get the law of proximity, right? The law of proximity. We talked about this before, Perry. Who you hang around, the five people you hang around the most, that's going to be who you're going to end up being, right? You you want to take advantage and put Perry Wong into your proximity. That's super generous of you, man. I really appreciate you doing that. I'm actually blown away that you were willing to hand out your phone number. Man, that's My number has cool. changed in over 20 years. And the same email address, too. So I don't... Uh... That's amazing. Everybody who's listening to this should take advantage of this, especially if you're in the insurance space or the sales space, you want to take one of his seminars. It's really, really going to be a, a powerful thing for you to be able to do that and learn from what this man has to, has to offer. He's now in a space where it's more about helping make other people millionaires. That's one of the reasons we've teamed up. We want to make more people millionaires, you know, so this is really, really cool. And uh, I really appreciate it. We're going to make sure we put your phone number and the email address in the show notes. So it's going to be available to the people for them to take advantage of this. And Lister, here's what I have to say. If you got value from this and you have a friend who needs to hear this, who's in sales, who's in business for themselves, do me a favor and just share this episode with them. Don't be stingy. Don't just keep it to yourself. Be generous. It's not going to cost you anything to share this and go, hey, I I heard a really great episode. Some good stuff in here could really help you out, inspire you, motivate you, give you the, the one, two, three steps you need to take to get this. So do that and Listen, if you want to spread the cause of freedom, free expression, and free enterprise, make sure that you give us a rating and a review. And remember, guys, we're living in perilous times, right? Governments right now are stepping down on people's rights. We have got to step up for this. So help the people, help the truckers do what you can do to help those guys do what they do out in the world, but also help the people to keep their rights and freedoms. It's very important. We cannot let freedom disappear because if if political freedom disappears, economic freedom and free enterprise is going to be next. And we can't have that. We can't have that because for our children's sake, we, we got to keep that alive. All right. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's guest, the one and only Perry Wong, seven-figure owner, the number one living benefits guru in all of Canada, the best in Canada, folks. Go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, anywhere else you listen to this podcast. All that stuff's available. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.